This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have a major champion for cats and dogs on our show today. Now, she happily takes on many roles in front of the camera and behind the scenes to benefit companion animals. Oh, yeah, I love this. Just to pique your curiosity, check out this factoid. Our guest is a former TV journalist. She scooped the competition with an exclusive interview with heavyweight boxing champ Evander Holyfield right after challenger Mike Tyson bit part of his ear off in a title fight in Las Vegas. I just had to throw this in, guys. You're going to be wanting to know more, aren't you, right? But at this time, I want you to give pause and applause to the owner and chief storyteller of Whisker Media, the marvelous Mary Tan. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hey, Arden. Thanks so much. I am so excited to be on your show. I mean, I am the biggest fan of you and Pet Life Radio. I think you guys are just doing an amazing job spreading the word about animals. Well, I think our producer and I just agreed you're going to be our only guest for the rest of eternity. How's that? Yay! (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, guys, uh, Mary is on a special mission. She's on a mission to increase adoption for like hard-to-adopt cats and dogs. And she's out to dispel that crazy cat lady syndrome, image, whatever. And she is successfully doing so without biting anyone's ear off. So you're going about to learn more about Mary Tan after we take this commercial break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pause up, everyone. This is Arden Moore, your host on the All Behave Show. I am so happy to yap about a new product my dog Kona got. It's called Pet Treater. Pet Treater? What's Pet Treater? It's a gift box, and it has lots of cool things like interactive toys and all-natural treats and yummy, yummy, yummy other surprises. Kona is my terrier mix, as you guys know. I call her Ice Cream Kona. And when that box came, she was just tail wagging and grinning from ear to ear. And it isn't just for dogs. If you got a cat or other kinds of pets roaming around your house, please check out Pet Reader because they'll tailor make a box for your pet. And they take into things like, uh, does your dog or cat have any allergies? Is it a big dog or is it a little dog? 
So all it costs is a subscription starting as low as $15. And you and your cool pets will get to unbox new surprises month after month. And if you're good with the camera and you're proud of your pet, you can also connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. How easy. Just go to PetTreater.com. This is important. Use the coupon code OBEHAVE. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off the first month of your subscription. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code OBEHAVE and you're going to save ka-ching! Well, that's it for me. Kona's looking at me in the Pet Treater box. She wants to dive into some of these goodies. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is the multi-talented Mary Tan. Um, you've got many titles, but I love this one. A owner and chief storyteller of Whisker Media. Now, it's a communication agency, folks. It promotes pet-related businesses and helps animal welfare nonprofits. But tell us why you put the term chief storyteller, Mary. You know, Arden, I love telling stories. I, Whenever I talk to people, I like to tell them um, different things through storytelling because I think that people remember things better through a story and something personal. And... I was also a journalist, as you mentioned before. You still are. <laughs> I, I still am. I'm, I consider myself a pet journalist. Okay. And I have always thought storytelling is the most effective way to tell a story. And so whether I'm promoting, um, you know, a black cat that hasn't been adopted um, or maybe it's, you know, the the three-legged chihuahua or the, the two-legged reptile, I need to tell a story. And it's always been this compelling thing that I've always felt in my heart that I need to do. In addition to doing this as chief storyteller, you also uh, help out a great shelter, one of the largest. We're talking about the Animal Humane Society that's located in Golden Valley, Minnesota. So tell us about that other role you do. Yes, I'm the public relations manager for Animal Humane Society, which is one of the largest animal shelters in the United States. Every year we adopt out about 23,000 animals. Wow. And it is, um, it's a, it's a pretty major organization. It's not a small rescue or anything. We have about 400 employees and we have about a $25 million budget, but I love what our organization does because we really serve the community as a whole. It's not just about adopting out animals. It's helping people keep their animals because one of the things we want to do is prevent animals from coming into the shelter. And a lot of times the animals that we see coming in, a big one is people can't afford the veterinary care. Their animal becomes sick. It has yeah. cancer. There's a huge tumor off the side of its belly and they just don't have the funds 
to go to a regular veterinarian. So what my shelter does is we have two low cost veterinary clinics. And if you show us proof of government assistance, we will do everything in our power to get help get your animal fixed. So you don't have to surrender the animal because the saddest thing is when we see people surrendering an animal because they just can't afford to take care of the animal. Oh yeah, I know. I totally know about that. And in fact, uh, my latest of uh, the furry Brady Bunch is a pandemic pup. We named Emma as in who am I? Uh, oh. and he was found without a collar, no microchip, just eight pounds. And we suspect maybe someone just didn't have the funds because she tested very, very high for heartworm. And we've been going through all the care since uh, March and she's now got a uh, green uh, light for her health and she's good, but I can just imagine, I don't know her backstory and you're a storyteller, Mary, but I just suspect someone loved this dog, but didn't think they had the money to be able yep. to help her. And I'll tell you, so here in Minnesota, a lot of our dogs come from Texas oh. and the majority of them have heartworm issues. So one thing that our, our shelter does is we want to help not only our local animals, but when we, we pre-COVID would go down to Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and we have, um, it's almost like a big semi truck. And so we bring up 80 dogs at a time. It's completely wow. climate controlled. There's cameras. So the drivers, and we were going down once a week to pick up these animals. And what we do is we work with the source shelters down in Texas. We send down the medication so that the animals are already on heartworm by the time they get up to Minnesota. Oh, good. And so we support shelters down south too, because the only way to stop pet overpopulation is by rescues and shelters working together. And if that means that, you know, some of our funding up here goes down south to help animals in Texas, it's a win-win situation for the whole country. It's, and it's, you know, I mean, up here, they have such strong spay neuter laws. And I'm going to be honest, it's education levels as well. Right. Um, people are very educated about veterinary care and spay neuter. So we don't have, we don't have random dogs running around. I'll tell you, if there's a stray dog in my neighborhood, there's 19 people out there with that dog. <laughs> Yeah. We got him. We got him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then up here right now, it is, this is mind boggling Arden. It's, you can, it's really difficult right now to find a puppy in Minnesota. Really? All the rescues and shelters have hundreds and hundreds of applicants to get that, to get that pit bull puppy that's running around in Houston or Dallas. There's hundreds of people waiting for that puppy. Wow. And so we are not right now our transport. We're not doing it um, because we follow the guidelines of the ASPCA transport guidelines. Um, so only the small rescues here in Minnesota are doing transport and they are just getting people are volunteering left and right to foster because that's the only way they're going to get a puppy. So it seems like that pit bull in uh, Houston would feel like I have no fighting chance and then mm -hmm. comes to your area and gets treated like a rock star. Right. And we have people, even pre-COVID, we would have, if we had puppies, 
We have a line of people waiting outside the door before the shelter opens to adopt these puppies. These are the same animals that are running around down south where they're a dime a dozen. There's just people not fighting for them, but they're clamoring for them. And there's such, in fact, the media coverage up here, there's such a desperate need for dogs right now in Minnesota. It's, it's mind boggling. And the only animals right now that our shelter is really taking in our owner surrender animals, and they tend to have um, some behavioral issues. But one thing that's kind of a, a bonus is that we are able, because we don't have so many animals coming in, our behavior team is really getting one-on-one -on -one time with these animals to get Good. them ready for adoption. So animals that are really have have pretty severe behavioral issues, we have more resources to work with them right now because we aren't taking in the transport animals from the South. Well, and speaking of a rescue dogs, uh, tell us your, uh, your storyteller. Tell us yes. about your dog, Josie. Yes, Josie is a Texas dog. She hailed from San Antonio, Texas, where she was just roaming the streets, I believe, kind of by the Alamo um, oh. in that area. She was found in that area. She was rescued by a, a small rescue group down there who worked with a rescue group up here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And so they brought Josie up here. When Josie arrived, she had mange. She was beaten and she was abused. And so she was just cowering in a corner, um, didn't want any kind of people interaction. And this wonderful rescue lady fostered her and she got her coat back to looking normal, but she still had a lot of behavioral issues. She ended up being adopted twice. Oh, no. And it was to, unfortunately, families with young children. And Josie just would hide in the corner and shake. Uh, so yeah. she was returned twice. She ended up staying there another six months. And it just so happened that a friend of mine saw her and my dog had passed away six months earlier. I was kind of taking a break and I saw Josie and I'm like, we have to work with this dog. And so it took me about probably six months for her to really come out of her shell. And now she's a perfect dog. She's absolutely <laughs> All right. And what kind of markings, how old do you think she is and what makes her a perfect dog? Well, let me tell you, I've only heard her bark twice. Wow. She never barks. Um, she's just super gentle and she walks on a leash perfectly. And, you know, I think it's just because she clearly was abused and hit. Yeah. And so she's, she's kind of dainty and she walks perfectly on a leash. There was no training there whatsoever. But she's learned how to be a dog. When I first took her out a walk, she was scared and would just walk a few steps and didn't sniff anything. But now she's like a beagle. She's just <laughs> sniffing everything. Uh -huh. And um, I did do the DNA test on her. And she is 50% Jack Russell. And the other half is miniature pincher, poodle, bull mastiff. She's a mutt. Wow. She's a canine cocktail, as Dr. Marty Becker would say, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think Josie won the puppy lotto by coming to your house. And on the other side, you've got kind of a media purring maven by the name of Farley Waddlesworth. I mean, really, girl? What a name. <laughs> Yes, Farley Waddlesworth. So Farley, okay, I have this tendency to adopt broken animals, as we call them at the Humane Society. So Farley came in as a one-week-old kitten, bottle baby, orphan, and I'm like, I had lost my cat, Elton Scooby, a few months ago. 
Wait, wait, just say that name again. I, I can't oh. imagine. Guys, just watch out if she has kids because I can't imagine the names. But go ahead. What was yes. it? Elton Scooby. Oh, of course. So my my he was named Elton at the shelter, and my ex husband at the time wanted um, to name him Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. Oh. You compromised. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it was Elton Scooby. So Elton Scooby passed away. He was, by the way, he was twenty five, and I oh, uh, spent wow. twenty five thousand dollars on his veterinary bills. Wow when he was 19. So I drove a very, very old car till 250,000 miles to pay for his veterinary care. But that's beside the point. No, that's um, love. That's love. <laughs> so Farley comes into the shelter at one week old. I had a dream um, like two months ahead of time saying my next cat is going to be Farley Waddlesworth. I don't know why. That name <laughs> I just woke up one morning thinking he was going to be Farley Waddlesworth. So I was looking around. I mean, I wasn't planning on getting a cat. And I'm like, is this a Farley? Is this a Farley? Well, anyways, this this week old bottle baby kitten comes in. And my friend starts fostering him. And that was Farley. It was like, I I told the shelter at that point, I'm adopting him at one week old. When he's ready, I'm going to come get him. So he ends up being a, just a nightmare. I mean, he is <laughs> okay. He is a nightmare. He is a devil cat, um, and he bites me. And but he's a loving biter, and he's on Prozac, so he gets his his daily Prozac pill, and he's a little better on Prozac. That's good. That's good. Um, and so, and then he's he just started, you know, having a mind of his own, and he is. I also had a behaviorist work with him, and she yeah. told me. He is one of the smartest cats she's ever met. So therefore, I had to bestow a doctorate degree on him. So he's oh. Dr. Farley Waddlesworth. Oh, all right. That's cool. I'll, yes. I will call him doctor, your Dr. F.W. <laughs> yes, he has a doctorate degree in philosophical science from the University of Feline Studies. Oh, gosh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> But he has also has a blog and I want people after the show to go to whiskerfabulous.com. And I really like his uh, picture. He's He's got a catitude, which is cool. And I love that you said that he says here, all views are my own and written with the help of my human because she has opposable thumbs. That's a genius cat comment. Yes. And he is definitely an attitude. And he, I'll tell you, he stares from the refrigerator and looks at all. He likes to sit on top of the refrigerator and he stares at you and he can make you feel uncomfortable. Like you are in his territory and I know <laughs> way more than you do. But oh, I thought he was hypnotizing you to the refrigerator is right over there. The treats are in the refrigerator. Cheese, cheese, please. Oh my God. He's just awful with food too. I mean, he's actually a nightmare kitty, but I love him anyways. And he, I don't know if he'd make it anywhere else, but. Uh, well, he landed the perfect home. Hey folks, we're talking with uh, Mary Tan, many, many titles. She is the uh, owner and chief storyteller of Whisker Media. She also does PR manager for Animal Humane Society. We just talked about that, that great shelter up in Minnesota, helping other places all over the country. We're going to learn more after we uh, take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. 
All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Welcome to spring and summer, the onset of itchy skin and allergy season. Is your pet dealing with itchy skin, hot spots, and even ear infections? Help is here. It is Zymox Shampoo and Conditioner to the rescue! Not only is this a shampoo and conditioner great for general bathing and healthy skin support, but it is the go-to shampoo and conditioner for itchy pets. Its patented enzyme formula is loaded with antibacterial and antifungal properties to ease the itch and stop the scratching. And as an added bonus, Zymox shampoos and conditioners give off a lovely, pleasant non-medicine smell. For over 20 years, Zymox products have been helping pets find relief for many health conditions. All Zymox skin and ear products get their effectiveness from enzymes. Zymox contains no antibiotics and no petroleum byproducts, just the soothing power of enzymes. Zymox can be found at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, dash over to www.zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X for your pet's sake. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Amy Schumer. You're listening to Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio, where they keep it real and make everyone feel like they're pets. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBA. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OB Hay Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We've been talking with Mary Tan. I met you a few conferences ago, and every time I go to a conference, of course, pre-COVID, I see this <laughs> great smile. I bought one of your Animal Humane Society shirts, Meow. I wear it as a night shirt to bed. You have, you've met my pet safety cat, Casey, who teaches pet first aid, and I, quote, blame you in a good way. <laughs> For giving me that, yeah, go ahead, do it, for adopting Rusty the Performer, who I met as a kitten at the Academy Conference that was uh, run by Julie Gross up in uh, Virginia in late January. I, I'm sitting there having a fly home, and Samantha Martin of the Amazing Acrocrats cornered me and said, I really need you to adopt this young cat, this kitten. And what did you say to me? Do it. <laughs> You are, you know what? You and Rusty are a match made in heaven. And then I knew, I just knew Casey would get along with Rusty beautifully. And you said to me that first night, there was just a tiny bit of hissing, but they got along beautifully. And so Rusty was meant to be in your family. Well, thank you, damn it. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Let's get back to you though. Cause I did tease all the listeners about Evander Holyfield. Now guys, for some of you, this happened in 1997, so this makes Mary Tan like a thousand years old, but she looks like she's 30. But <laughs> can you take us back when you were uh, reporting as a TV journalist and what was going on? How did you get the scoop? Oh my gosh, it was absolutely crazy, and it's really all because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so I did a lot of different uh, reports for the NBC station out there. And that night I was kind of like the entertainment reporter and I was working the red carpet and I called 
two supermodels. I got them mixed up and they were kind of mad. I want to say it was like Cheryl Teagues and then uh, Chrissy or I don't know, not Chrissy Teigen, but somebody else and another blonde. But anyway, so I was out there. Yeah. And the fight was going on on the inside. And so I was waiting for, I was, I didn't actually go to the fight because I was outside and inside that was the ear biting incident took place. My assignment editor calls me and says, you're the only one outside. You need to get to University Medical Center, UMC, the hospital in Vegas right away because Holyfield just got bit and they're taking them there. So I rushed there with my photographer Wow. Um, by the time I got there, there were already some media hanging out there. And so we're all waiting. And then I'm like, I really got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I go in and I ask the security guard and I say, hey, where's the nearest bathroom? And he's like, well, it's all full down here. But if you go up these side steps um, ah. on the first floor, there's a bathroom there. So I walk up and guess who's coming down by himself? It's Evander Holyfield. I'm like, I, I was like, oh my gosh. And he didn't have his handlers there. Cause you know, all these people have like 80 people around them. He yeah. was all by himself. And I was like, hi, I'm Mary. I'm with the NBC affiliate. Would you do an interview with me? And then he's like, sure. And so I knew though, that I couldn't take him out the front door or he'd get mobbed. So I'm like, I was like, okay, I escorted him to the back of the hospital. Like, Oh darn. Doctors. I thought you were going to take him to the ladies washroom. <laughs> No, I called my um, photographer and I said, get to the back of the hospital as soon as possible and bring the live truck. So I took him out back and we were waiting for the photographer. He set up as fast as we can. This all happened just a few minutes before the 11 o'clock news. So I got him on the air, top of the story. And then as soon as I went on, like, 40 reporters and photographers came running up behind me. They were actually nice enough to finish, um, have me finish my report. And then, and then they just mobbed him. And it was just crazy because everybody was like, how did you get him? How did you get him? And I'm like, I just had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Well, that's the big question I have. Were you practicing kegels during this interview or did you go to the bathroom before you saw him? Um, I might've leaked a little. (laughs) Well, that's the scoop, guys. That's the scoop. That's the scoop. Hey, uh, before we let you go, and I really, I really do respect all that you do for uh, champion cats and dogs. I just want people to kind of have good ways to follow you. So let's, let's go with some social media links. Take it away. Yeah, you can follow me personally at Mary M. Tan or on Whisker Media or Whisker Fabulous on Facebook or Twitter or Whisker Fabulous on Instagram. All right. Any parting message you'd like to give our listeners? They're all ears because you got the champ. Yes. I just want to point out that right now with COVID and everything, a lot of animal rescues and shelters are struggling. They have a lot of support in terms of volunteers but there's nothing that can help an animal more than money. Um, volunteers are very, very important. But, you know, when it comes to helping a sick animal, we need they need money for veterinary care. And also, don't forget about your local food shelves. Um, a lot of people are struggling right now to feed their pets. And so if you can give a donation to your local food shelves, I can tell you across the country... Pet food is some of the most in-demand products. And so if you could help out that way, I think you're helping animals everywhere. I like it. 
Folks, we are saluting Mary Tan today on this show, and she is doing great things for, for companion animals. And I really am honored to call you my friend, Rusty the Performer and Pet Safety Cat Casey. Send purrs your way, Mary. Oh, I love you too, Arden. And <laughs> you just are fabulous. And I just, everything you do for animals is just unbelievable. And you are one of the first pet podcasts. And I just tell you, I just want to tell you, I don't miss an episode. I've listened Woo! to every single one of your episodes. All right. Let's clone this lady, everybody. Um, <laughs> also, at this time, I want to give a big shout out to my producer, Mark Winner. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. Yep, we call him the Wizard of Oz. And he's been doing this for 13 years. We are the largest pet radio network on the planet, thanks to him. And if you want to find out more about me, just go to ArdenMoore.com or Pet First Aid for you, that's the four and a you.com, and you'll find out more things that I do. But until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.